For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 58. Woo! And I know that was a little more upbeat than the last one, but... Yeah, yeah. last one was subdued. We were, we were just keeping it casual. Just keeping it super cash, man. You know? And it's good. You know, I think we have such high energy for all our episodes. Uh, you know, we want to appeal to other crowds if somebody, you know, wants to filter in and just kind of relax and maybe listen at work just casually. You know, they're sitting there hacking away at their sure. keyboard. Jamie's talking right. about dicks and, you know, just something that's conducive to, uh, you know, positive workflow, positive work environment. You know, we just kept that one casual. Now we're ready to bring it back full energy. You know, all the dick jokes, everything you know yes. and love. This is a great one to bring it back. It's back. Dial it to oh, yeah. 100. This one's going to be fast-paced because, you know what? Take that synergy that you were working on with all your coworkers last week where you were super relaxed and cash and throw that out the window. No way. Yeah. Get Not over, here. Get, Not for this get one. done with that. Yeah. We ain't about that. Not this week and most weeks. No. We're not synergistic. Or high-octane. A high-octane thrill ride. Oh. Powered by Mountain Dew, not a sponsor. Good call. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Until yeah. we get that. That'd be good. Drinking 40 a day. I <laughs> die of hypertension <laughs> real young. Whatever. Is what it is, man. Mm-hmm. It'd be better for extreme our season two extreme sports. Because yeah. then we're doing the do. Not a sponsor. All righty. So, anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> time, 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 time. <laughs> What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle L. Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. That may have been the quick, quickest ever. I don't know, man. We've the trigger fairly quick ones, but uh, dude, when you got a movie this great, you got to really get into it. Am I right? Yeah, we got to make sure we don't go too long because people forget about the last movie, which this, and, and why is that, Brom? Why is it important to remember last movie for this one? Because uh, this is the spiritual successor to the previous movie. Right. It's very, let's be very clear about it. It is claimed places that this is a sequel, but no, it's just a spiritual. So you get sequel and spirit. Is it? End. Is it though? Not really. It's still not even really no. a sequel. Yeah. It's not it a just sequel. had the same so, lead actor. Right. And when we turned it on, so on Amazon Prime or 2B TV, you'll click it and it'll say Countermeasures starring Michael Dudikoff. And that's the movie we watch, Countermeasures. Yes. And you'll be like, oh, I'm ready for Countermeasures. And then you'll start watching it and all of a sudden the title screen will come up and it will, what will it say? Crash Dive 2. Yeah. What? And we'll be like, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that made no sense. I mean, literally, when you're on Amazon, it says countermeasures. Yeah. And then it everything just, makes sense. They took no time to edit this because literally it was just a black screen, white words, countermeasure two. Or no, okay. sorry, 
Crash Dive, I'm getting it all mixed up. Right. They could have easily done it. Agent Red has countermeasures, too. Oh. And we'll get to that later. Well, or is that... <laughs> it's two? Oh, so that's like when they release one before they release another one, right? Because didn't Agent Red come out before this? No, Agent Red came after. It did? I thought it was before. No, no, no. Agent Red was remake was a remake of this film in the end. I'll discuss it. This will all be discussed in the trivia. Okay. It better be. It better be clarified. Yes. Okay. And I also, full clarification for our listeners out there, usually I have extensive notes, notes that could easily be turned into a Wikipedia page that this movie so rightly deserves but does not have. Um, but I did not take notes today, so I may flounder about a little bit and be walking around in the dark, but I got you my two- You may have to lean right on my me. My best buds are here, going to help me out and figuring out, oh man, look at all look, those notes. Dude, these are the, this is the amount of notes I take on every week's episode. Whoa. At least. Wow. I will, uh, I'll be honest with you right now. I wasn't going to, I was just going to play it off, but, uh, I fell asleep for like an hour and 10 minutes of this one. An hour and 10 minutes of an hour and a half movie? Yeah. This was right. follow, following the breasts? I don't even what? remember the, uh, <laughs> I don't even remember yeah, the sleepy. crash For whatever reason, <laughs> yeah, a, re, a reason undisclosed. You became real sleepy after the, the explicit sex scene I did. That we got. I did. I fell asleep right after that sex scene. I woke up in time to see the other pendulous breast at the very end when Dudikoff was kind of uh, patching up our damsel in dis- distress there. Well, I wouldn't even I wouldn't call her a damsel in distress. No way, man. She was kicking ass earlier. Sure. Well, but he didn't see that. But she was so, at that point a damsel and she was in distress. Not denying that. It's true. Okay, so we are doing countermeasures yes. slash crash dive two. Slash crash dive three. Yes. More crashing. Uh this is like Crash Dive One, a Royal Oaks Entertainment film. It stars Michael Dudikoff. Now, if this was going to be Crash Dive 2, they changed his name. Yeah, totally different character, awesome. different background. You'd have to assume that he had amnesia and also, or either that or some kind of prequel, <laughs> or maybe he was under like a witness protection. He had to pretend mm-hmm. like he had this intricate background. But I don't know. The beginning kind of sets it up where it's just not possibly the same character. <laughs> they cut out the scene earlier where this was in an alternate reality right. that he uh, they had the whole time portal that he got pulled through mm. oh, and wow. uh, that was cut for time oh, I didn't get it that first time man I'm just, I, I don't watch these as closely as you do I had to, I had to read the uh, trivia on that one ah, I see okay. so it all made sense that right. I that I made up the Zach the Zach facts trivia oh okay so it must be true it is true yeah. it's a fact because it's a fact uh, so stars Michael Dudikoff as Solid. Captain Jake Fuller that kept on confusing me the, the use of captain here being thrown around willy nilly Oh yeah, he was care. a captain. The, the other lady was a captain, and then the admiral was the she one. She was an LT charge. man. She was a lieutenant. Oh, she didn't tell. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the the other lady, the lady that came and was like, "You can't fire on the submarine." She was also. Oh like, yes, she was addressed as a captain. Everybody was a captain. Everyone's captain. They were slowing captain around everywhere. Yeah. Was, was so next guy, uh, James Horan or Horan. Horan. Captain Petrov. Alexander Keith as Lieutenant Swain. Mm-hmm. Scott Marlowe as Ambassador Silver. Oof. <laughs> worthless character that was i i it's it's it, shocking truly shocking to see him act yeah and uh leda Boder as nishka ah my favorite character yeah all right so we open up with a helicopter sequence and credits and it takes forever did you recognize this helicopter sequence no, what's it from? Steel Sharks. Oh, no When they kidding. get on, when they send the SEAL Ooh. team, in that case it was SEAL Team 2, I think, in that 
in that movie. Here we're talking about SEAL Team 4. But this they, is before SEAL Team 6 gets super cool, right? Probably. I think so. They were just throwing different SEAL teams around. They weren't really sure what number was the coolest yet. So yeah. they were just kind of playing with it at this moment. And so... I thought the this combat scene here actually reminded me a lot of, of Steel right. Sharks. Of yeah, I movie. think they were kind of... Re, in this case, I think they were kind of remaking a little bit of that kind of stuff. Because they reused that helicopter scene. That scene was used in Steel Sharks when they got onto the submarine. If you remember, mm-hmm. they were helicoptered out and then they had to like kind of swim into the... Or get into the submarine they were going. Here, they're not really using it in that case. They're using it as part of a mission. They hop out of this helicopter. They get into a little dinghy. And off they go to infiltrate a bad guy's headquarters, presumably. I mean, we don't really... No idea. There's very little explanation. It's really weird, too. They get onto shore and they start walking and they see some people walking. And there's a whole bunch of people just kind of walking along and you'd think they'd be like, shh, let's hide. But instead they're like, open fire. (laughs) And there are thousands of people who run out after them after this. Oh, yeah. It's a complete shit show that they totally seem to seemingly botched an operation yeah uh because they panicked or people something. get like shot people getting <laughs> shot right in the dome yeah uh his brother well you don't know it's his brother we don't know his this brother guy goes later, down yeah. he's like oh save me jake fuller and yeah the medic comes sudden, the medic's jake, running he gets shot in the back so jake tries to grab the medic kit and is trying to help his brother but, he's but he, like, he looks for about all of a half of a second a tear rolls down his face as he's like i just don't have the training if only i had the training if only i could go back to school and get the training as he looked off into the distance wistfully as he pulled out his phone he started looking at tuition reimbursement programs right for his seal team and then some other seal team members come up and they're like hey captain Fuller, we've totally finished this and then he's like hey let him be he's that's his brother <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i was like whoa this movie's real weird and kind of strange it reminded me a lot of still sharks too yeah, yeah. and then uh flash forward seven years later in moscow see this is where the ba- the background of him being this being a sequel to crash dive is nuts because you'd have a guy who retired to work on submarines who then be- went back with his brother with his bro to yeah. go into seal team two and then seven years after that so how old is he, he must be like, <laughs> he's so old at this point yeah he was retired seven years at least seven years ago yeah whatever man maybe retired young well he did have that, that young kid he did which was probably taken away during uh when his girlfriend yeah that's true where is his son him? in this case i don't know uh uh-huh. I guess he doesn't care Maybe about Maybe he was captured by the Russians. <laughs> he must be. <laughs> so anyway, seven years later, we are in Moscow, and we are immediately in oh, the man. middle of some hot, steamy oh, action. And I'm talking hot and steamy. It it's was multiple positions, breasts out the entire time. At one point, I was pretty sure we were going to see his dick. I was like, holy shit, we're going to see dick in this? <laughs> and no, I mean, besides all the other close. times. It was close. It was so close. I had a very well place chair <laughs> yeah. right in it right in the way but in the middle she, of in this... the middle of the sex scene she there's like a scene where she turns around and just like slaps him and i'm like wait what <laughs> it was really funny i love this sex scene so much now brown did you see that i did okay Good. Good. I, God. Was, uh, I was into that yeah yeah well the guy in the scene also had a great mustache great mustache like, this yeah. guy porn stash porn stash straight up yeah mm-hmm he was also, he was an actor in another one of our films we've done. I'll have to look back on it. He I looks, might I may have it, but. He looks kind of like a uh, a B-list Tom Selleck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he probably gets a lot of roles. 
Yeah. Um, and then he starts talking about how he's going to go on a submarine and he needs to get paid some money. This is all Agent Restrepo. Like, this is the first glimpse of like really, really heavy lifting for, by Agent Red of this because this is more or less exactly what happens in Agent Red, mm-hmm. where the captain's like, "There's literally a sex scene." There's a sex scene, and then she's trying to get some information. In that case, they kill him right after, but they're trying to get yeah. when a certain thing is getting launched. And in this case, the captain's basically he's given indications to a Syrian terrorist group or something of how they're going to deliver this new state-of-the-art submarine called the Odessa to them and they're going to have in exchange for a a huge amount of money and they're going to have a weapon on board well yeah i'm not sure was that part of the syrian thing i couldn't tell. not sure yeah it wasn't really super clear no not a lot was really clear with what was going on he wants more money now because it's like basically i'm the only way you get the submarine he kind of feels like he has leverage also just had sex with uh, in between. Nishka. Oh man, yeah. she's gonna go to bat for me, or is she? Yeah. Um, and he tries to get more money, and she's like, "Okay, I'll try to get more money for you." Shrink, 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 shrink. And then we find out that back at U.S. Command, Jake Fuller is now going to be sent. Actually, I'm just going to call him Dudikoff. How can mm-hmm. you not? Dudikoff's going to be sent on over to a submarine to train some people. Yeah. So they're basically they're allowing. It's kind of a joint joint uh, mission, not mission, but a training thing by the Russians and the U.S. with this new submarine. And part of that will be they want to learn from the medics. And now Jake Furler, seven years later, has trained, gone back to school and become a medic. Maybe he could have saved his brother. Too late, bro. Yeah, you blew um, it. But now he's kind of high up and they want to put him on that submarine. And also keep your eye open because there might be some technology we need you to report on. Mm-hmm. And then where do we go, Brom? You don't know, but... Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, all of a sudden, we're in Croatia. Oh, yeah. Dubrovnik or whatever? Whatever. Not sure. I have not seen many Croatian movies, so... Yeah. This is funny, too. Exciting. This became very confusing of exactly what was happening, because... No, I had no idea. They had a couple sailors, and then then a a couple other people come up and shot them, and so you're like, oh, they're taking over. It's the terrorists who are selling it to the Syrian terrorists, the Russian terrorists... So the Russian terrorists are taking over by killing these uh, sailors. The Russian sailors in Croatia right. are killing people, people to, to give, give the, the Syrians the whatever they yeah. want, but right. they're going to be escorted by the U.S.? Right. Yes. Oh. And, and so anyways, they're like, and then someone comes up and goes, you know, get rid of those bodies. And they, they, keep, on explain, the they keep on explaining what they're doing with the bodies. They're like, get rid of those bodies, put them in cold storage. And then the captain, they go up to the captain and the guy's like, have we taken care of the soldiers? He's like, yeah, we got all the soldiers on board. He's like, well, did you take care of the bodies? And like, yeah, we put it in cold storage. And then they go through a scene of showing it in cold storage. Like, we get it. It's cold storage. It's like (laughs) the camera starts out and they're in like a a big freezer, a big meat freezer because you see a hanging cow. And then all of a sudden you see the two dead guys. And if you're trying to hide bodies, why are you going to hide them where somebody is literally going to be to access meat. Right. You, I mean, you're literally right on the water. It becomes even just, more, it even becomes crazier after that. Yeah. Those are stupid. Right. So anyway, I think they did that scene probably because they had access to some kind of meat locker and like, we need to film in there. Yeah. So we get a couple more scenes here. Uh, there is the, I mean, the, the submarine launches at this point. It's a state of the art submarine. It looks real weird. Like it's all blue and shit. Yeah. It's like a futuristic submarine. Yeah. Is um, it is it futuristic or are we in some kind of weird warehouse? I think we yeah I think we are in a warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I was gonna I was gonna make a comment about that when we get to the uh, nuclear warhead. It looked like uh, I, I'm like I don't know how this is supposed to work. Are you just gonna flood the whole submarine because it looks like you're in an aircraft hangar <laughs> right. or something like that? <laughs> yeah, so they're kind of they're kind of going along, and there's they're gonna be a there's gonna be a plan here to kind of gas everyone out. Where have we heard that one before? Oh man, yeah. So they go through the whole procedure again. Of there's a very like a skeleton crew, like six people. Yeah, there's like nobody on this. Really, thing no anyways. one. Yeah, and oh, then they didn't have to gas all these people. Yeah, so they get the gas going. It's funny too because the guy who's going to open the gas canisters is walking around with a briefcase with a skull and crossbones on it. I'm like, oh, that's real subtle. You're like walking around yeah. with like poison, and so they set it all off, and everyone is killed, and uh. At the at the very end, there's just one guy who gets his mask pulled off by the, the one of the the guy the guy from the sex scene earlier. Well, no, so he so the first guy who gets his mask pulled off by the guy who was put in command. Oh, the, and he's able guy. to kind of like stave off this nerve gas by putting a rag over his mouth. Whatever, and he's able it's to live very for a little bit longer. Yeah, and he's able to pull off the mask. I'm actually awake yeah. for the so rest they pull of off this. the mask. So I don't. I didn't miss the, much. Uh, and the uh, then the cat the second in command pulls off the mask of the guy you think is in command the captain yeah and puts on the other guys like this guy can't die he's really important to this mission and the captain is killed so this guy you thought was going to be orchestrating the whole thing dead so right away out of there yeah yeah kind of crazy at least he got laid right that's true yeah Mm -hmm. died died doing what he's loved like maybe like two days ago or whatever yeah um choking out to nerve gas (laughs) not (laughs) Not what he loved he didn't he didn't love that part of it yeah probably but you know you gotta Take the good with the bad, right? Right. Uh, also, at this time, we kind of flash on over to the U.S. sub, and yeah. we get Dudikoff getting on board, and the captain is checking his file. Oh, man. He's, and he's a conscientious <laughs> objector? You know what that means? Are you kidding me? A fucking coward. Oh, my God. And where have we seen this before? Sub down, baby. Oh. Stevens, uh, not Steven Seagal. Uh, Stephen Baldwin. Conscious I would love Seagal on that. He's not a uh, conscious objector? No. Hell no. Nah. Hell no. He's just straight up objector. So he objects man, to gonna, your... <laughs> I ain't going to object to nothing, man. I'm just going to kick your ass. Right. Good call. Good good impression. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm working on that. That's um, all I do now. So he's like... The captain's like real pissed. I shouldn't say that. The admiral's real pissed at Captain Fuller slash Dudikoff because he's a conscious objector and that's a coward. Get out of here. Yeah. And now Dudikoff also finds out that he's not going to be alone. No. He has to go with a nurse. Uh-oh. Does that say what? Does that nurse have, you know, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. What I'm talking about? Brown. Breasts. Does she have? Does she have breasts? Oh. she has heathen breasts. Oh, thank God. Whew. Okay, so Dudikoff's probably okay in this case. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did you say heathen? Heathen. Said heathen. Oh, okay. Oh, heathen. Okay. Uh, anyways, we also get some scenes over in the USSR, good old USSR, um, not USSR, the, uh, in Russia where there's like a ambassador, um, played by what's his name? Um, silver, no, not silver, uh, oh, Marlowe, Marlowe, Scott Marlowe, Scott Marlowe. And my God, it looked like he was ne- never going to get his lines out. Like he couldn't possibly oh, remember word. his lines. It was bad. And he kept on being like. There's something going on here, and you got to tell me what's going on here. And, like, the Russian guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And it was so great because every time they were talking, both of these were older guys. Yeah. They both had glasses. Yep. Never even close to their eyes. Scott Marlowe had his (laughs) down to the very tip of his nose, and the Russian ambassador had his sitting clear on top of his head. Yeah. And who's sitting with the ambassador? 
Who's like Nishka? Uh oh, Nishka is like the assistant. She's something. Yeah, she's something about that. And so, um, so they're, they're kind of struggling on the the you at the uh, Russian submarine because they need this guy to survive for some reason. And they get a call from the U.S. ship being like, "Hey, you ready for us?" They hear a distress signal, and they're like, "Hey, do you oh, need help?" Because the captain, the yeah. captain who was put in command, yeah. is able to flip a switch right before yeah. he dies. Sends out a distress signal. And so they're like, hey, do you need help? Like, whatever. Do you need us to send over your med- our medical people, like, early so you can get help? And they get the bright idea. They're like, actually, yes. Yeah, yeah. Send them over. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can save this guy. And then we'll just dispatch them. Because there's no way that they're, like, secret agents or, like, a Michael Dudikoff type character. For sure. Yeah. Just a medic. It's, his name isn't Michael Dudikoff, right? He's like, no, no, no. It's Fuller. Okay. Good, oh, good, 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 good. Okay. Yeah. Bring him on over. Yeah. Definitely not going to kick our, the guns out of our hands and stuff like that when we try yeah. to shoot him. For sure. And then <laughs> right before this, we are introduced back in Russia to the ambassador's wife. Mm. Such a weird scene. She's like, oh, I think you're so great. Just remember when you were at Princeton having such a good time yep. and you were just an ROTC boy. And I'm like, what is this? Scene? <laughs> what is the point of this? I got some trivia. Why are we I, talking about I, this? I got some trivia about her and her scenes and stuff like that. Good. I'll, 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 I'll update you on it. But a, a big part of that is just like, Marlowe, Scott Marlowe being basically unable to act convincingly in any way. And she's basically like doing all kinds of like heavy lifting acting at this point. She's like, oh man, oh no. And like really emoting. And he's like, yeah, barely able to get any lines. Out. Like, <laughs> always looking like he's reading something or trying to remember something. He's like, Ugh, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. All yeah. right. And then, then now we flash back to the submarine. Where Dudikoff and Swain get dropped, or they get picked up by the sub again. They got another another exact this was copy great. of the um, of the helicopter scene. They yeah. use it again, same scenes. I know it was so great too because they literally get dropped off into the ocean. Yep, and then you can tell that there's next to no budget because right. the next scene is them just walking through They're just a like hatch walking door. In, yeah, They're like wait, what? <laughs> what the, <laughs> the hell happened? Right. All right, I guess they got on board. We'll just accept that. For sure, why not? And then all it's of a, a sudden, banned submarine. Who? What? What can we say? Yeah. <laughs> um, they immediately go and start treating the guy, and Dudikoff yeah. knows exactly what it is. Yeah, he's he like, knows. He knows what's up, and and he kind of keeps it vague for the Russians. He's like, "Oh, I saw it in the Gulf War, like, so I know the symptoms, and that's how I knew mm-hmm. the thing." And then when they leave, he's like, "Yeah, something's going on here. Like, yeah. there's no reason. There's no way that should have been on this like submarine." Because he's like, "This is nerve gas developed by the Nazis and used by Iraq in the Gulf War." Right. Oh, very precise, Dudikoff. Way mm-hmm. to go. So he heads up to the bridge because he wants to start drinking some wine. He wants to get, yeah, he wants to get, he's pretty suspicious of them, but not suspicious enough, apparently, because yeah. they get him going with, uh, they, they're like, oh, let's toast and blah, 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 all this stuff. They bring out this wine and he uncorks it. He's like, oh, working as a waiter. Like, I'm kind of like, that's what I did. And he pulls out the cork and he, he pockets the corkscrew, which becomes like a major player in this movie. Oh, yeah. But then he him, I think, thinking that the wine itself wasn't, you know, poisoned. It was going to be the glass or something. Yeah. He's like, oh, toast. And then he drinks straight from the bottle. And they just, no one drinks. I'm like, yeah, you got to wait for them to drink. to drink, buddy. Like, come on. Well, and dude, he immediately just gets knocked out. Straight up, like in five seconds or something. Yeah, it was incredible. And they didn't kill him or anything. No, I guess they didn't even check his pockets because they left that corkscrew on him. And then he's just trapped in the... Then they put him in 
uh, like a hold basically with the woman, which also seems yeah. like a mistake. Separate them, separate prisoners. You would think. Why would you let them together? No idea. Seems crazy. And they only have one person guarding the place too. And they do. In the middle of this also, we get another sideways flash to the ambassador again, because why yeah. not? Yeah, because he's a major actor who is obviously very good at acting. So yeah. why wouldn't you? And then we're back on the sub. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's trying to he's trying to get them get the get Russia to acknowledge that something's gone wrong. But Russia, this Russian guy is like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yo, that's, yeah. That's my Russian accent. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh so now they're trapped and all of a sudden Dudikov's not feeling the best. Yeah. No. The uh, he's got a raging headache. He does. Yeah. He's like, just get me some aspirin. Yeah. And they come up with a dangerous plan to. Well, he makes he makes Lieutenant Swain um, pick up some really heavy box and slam it down. Multiple this is really times. weird. They should did it twice, and it's like this loud noise, and the person's like thinking the person who's guarding the door is thinking of coming inside, and then she's like, oh, she's like all tired. He's like, I know it's tough, but you gotta do it. I'm like, well, she only kind of did it twice. I yeah. feel like you gotta you gotta be ready to at least lift that box. A few hey, come more on, times. Dudikoff! Like you could help. You yeah, could, like, maybe. Yeah, she's doing like this heavy. Pick box up one thing. side, but no, he's making her pick the whole. And then she, up. he's like, scream, and then they both start screaming, and I'm like, oh, no, this is embarrassing. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It was not good screaming. But then he's the guy gets curious. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna enter this room, and I'm definitely not gonna check around the corner in case a guy who looks Just very like, similar to Dudikoff, Michael Dudikoff action star yeah kicks this gun out of my hand so michael dudikoff kicks the gun out of his hand real quick oh yeah and then kicks him a whole bunch what i did like is that dudikoff kind of comes off as not super adept at fighting at this point probably because it's been seven years since he's been a seal team member and so he's always getting like the shit beat out of him it's very die hardy in that he keeps on getting hurt in a lot of ways just like yeah, just like does. bruce willis and die hard it's like gets glass in his feet and stuff and is like hobbling about like this one, he keeps on getting, he's getting the shit kicked out of him all the time. And oh, really some of the fight stuff, scenes yeah. are great. <laughs> it's yeah. just like so one-sided yeah. and then just some turn of events goes his way. Yeah. But it's pretty amazing. But the, so the lady kind of helps out a lot in this fight as well. And he kind of gets the feeling that she's been hiding something from him. Because when they, they subdue this guy, they kill him, right? Yeah. He, 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 oh, yeah. They slit his throat with the corkscrew. Right, yeah, yeah. He's and, the first of many killed oh, yeah. by the corkscrew. And they're leaving and she's like, my God, like you seem pretty comfortable with killing. And he kind of is like, and you seem that you seem like you're hiding something too. And she kind of mm -hmm. reveals that she's not actually a nurse at all. Yeah. She's been tracking some kind of experimental Russian warheads. Uh oh, called Hellstorm. Yeah. And she's been doing it for months and they're on board this sub. Yeah. Oh man. We also get a, at, at certain points, we get indication of what the plan actually is, which I used to, used to think it was about money and delivering the submarine to the Syrians. Not the case. What they want to do, the Russians on the submarine, mm -hmm. is launch this hailstorm on into six different Russian cities. Twist. You'd think it'd be American cities. No, no, no. No. The idea is to launch it to six Russian cities, make it seem like they came from former Soviet republics forcing Russia to reabsorb, use its military might to reabsorb those uh, countries and re, the USSR would rise from the ashes like a phoenix. It's pretty, uh, it's very elaborate and also um, psychotic and also probably wouldn't work because you're crippling a country with six nuclear warheads and then expecting them to use their military might to conquer like 17 countries. Seems unlikely. Hey man, you never know. But yeah, the crazy the moon, people, right? So yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta aim your your uh, hopes high. Yeah, what's it gonna do? 
And Dudikoff and Swain are climbing around in vents pretty much mm-hmm. for a while. Very diehard. I really like that. At one point, uh, Dudikoff like, bumps his head by accident to her butt. Yeah. And then, and then like they a, make a big deal out of it. There's like an awkward silence. Like, uh, oh, I, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, oh, I'm, I'm confused. Are we supposed to think that they're like super into each other because he bumped his head into her butt once? Yeah. I don't know. Seems weird. Uh, but anyways, they get out and now the Russians know something's up. They find yeah. the dead guy. And so they're looking for Dudikoff and Swain and they almost immediately find them and start shooting like crazy. Oh, yeah. Dudikoff immediately hides. Swain does not take cover at all. At all. And somehow doesn't She's get just, hit. Oh, she does. Yeah. Eventually she does. Well, it's kind of like a, I don't know. Was it fake? She's like, oh, I got yeah, something I in my eye. And then scratch. the people immediately stop shooting at her. Right. And then they come over and she starts kicking their ass. Yeah. And uh, Dudikoff runs away. Yep. Someone chases after him. Yeah. But she, yeah, she's basically like kicking ass. Like she's, she's like a ninja. Mm-hmm. But then they're able to subdue her in the end. Yes. Uh, so the guy chasing Dudikoff gets after him. They end up in this spot, which is really funny, where they're kind of fighting in this one little area where there's like a, a uh, banister, kind of a barrier. Yeah. And so the, it looks like Dudikoff's going to get killed, and he does, and that's the end of the movie, the end. Wow. Well, Oh, sorry. No, actually, he, he gets- Oh, that was a deleted scene. He almost dies, and then he punches the guy in the nuts, and I think it's one of two nut shots we get in this movie. Good. And the guy's like, oh, shit, my nuts. And then uh, Dudikoff- more or less uh, subdues him, but then pushes him over this banister, and it's legitimately you hear him like scream, like ah! I'm like, wait, how big is a submarine? <laughs> <laughs> the guy died by throwing over a banister in a submarine. It was tall enough that the guy was killed by getting thrown over a banister in a submarine. Incredible! It's too good. It's so great. It's like 80 feet tall or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, he just disappears uh, into the darkness. Yeah. What the hell was that? And did he get shot at this point? No, he hasn't. Yeah, he's, he's, he gets shot. Yeah, he had gotten shot in the leg at this point, right? Because yeah. I remember him limping away from this. This is about the part in the movie where it literally just turns into like Dudikoff <laughs> fisticuff fights for a long time. I know. I actually did appreciate how many fights there were in this because it does get to the point where he's just like fighting, 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 fighting. We're close-ish. I actually don't even know too much about like how close we are in the plot. Uh, I don't know. But uh, so the next <laughs> next one, he's all of a sudden. Screwing with a control panel for, or something, some kind of circuitry. Yeah, he went, he see, he finds a control panel and he's just like, oh, I'm gonna screw with this. Yeah, like, <laughs> even the, though it doesn't seem to have any control over anything, because yeah. he gets in a big battle with this guy, fisticuffs all over the place, punch, 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 all this stuff. Sprays him with a fire hydrant. Obviously, second time in a row, he's used a fire hydrant or fire extinguisher. extinguisher Sorry, to great effect. Get, kicks this guy into the controls, and the guy gets totally obliterated by it. To what effect? It didn't seem to have control anything. I was no. expecting for all the everything to shut off in the submarine. Yeah, but nope. nothing nothing happened. Nothing happened. And he just keeps going, fighting through the sub. Yep. Yeah, fighting one point, randos. When did he get shot though? I think he got shot. He, shot he got in the shot leg. before this, and yeah. he's he has to pull a bullet out of his leg, and he's like heating up the corkscrew. Yeah. And he pulls it out that way. Right. So and then corkscrew again, clutch. He, right. Super clutch. He's like making. Is this when he's making a bomb, or is that later? <laughs> It's a little bit later. Yeah. He's just casually making a bomb. It's pretty great. Yeah, and they're kind of like telling him like, what's up? They're like, yeah. we're going to totally kill this person. He's like, how about you shut your mouth? I'm busy making a bomb. So, so also, meanwhile, at this point, the uh, United States escort has been like, hold on. Oh, yeah. Some yeah. shit is going on. We're going to launch torpedoes at the Russians. The Russians escape. 
somehow. It's funny because he's like, we're going to let the torpedoes get so close and explode and they'll think yeah. that we sunk. And then as soon as like they get rocked by the blast, the sonar guy in the US sub is like, no, nah, still, still here. Here's some screws still over here. It. Yeah. <laughs> All right, send another batch or whatever. And then, yeah. but then the the uh, there, there's like someone on board who keeps on telling them like you can't do this, and it's true. What they've explained about hailstorm, this weapon, is that it's super unstable. So if they were to sink the submarine, they'd mm-hmm. actually cause like a nuclear disaster in the Mediterranean. So it's it's like not a good idea to do this. And everyone on the submarine is kind of like, oh, the U.S. knows this. They won't actually try to shoot us. And it's like, Tough. apparently not, because the guy, the admiral is like, go after it. But then someone else on the submarine or in the uh, on the aircraft carrier is like, you got to stop. And this is straight out of Agent Red. This is exactly what happens in Agent Red, yep. where the submarine has almost killed the other submarine. The, the U.S. submarine has almost killed this Russian submarine. They go, the, the guy goes, you got to stop. Says, OK, we're going to hold. And the submarine goes, OK, we're going to not pursue the Russian submarine anymore. We're going to go to the surface. And they break off and the Russian submarine goes immediately like, turn around, let's shoot some torpedoes. And they shoot torpedoes at the U.S. submarine. And the U.S. countermeasures are no good. Bullshit. And totally, they totally explode and everyone is like, kind of like, ew, that didn't work out great. It's like, screw that one up. Yeah. So they basically let like 100 American submariners perish, um, mostly because they weren't sure that they wanted to keep on like... Yeah, it was a little confusing as to why the submarine didn't pers- continue to just pursue. There's a lot that was confusing, but anyways, so yeah, they totally blast this U.S. submarine to smithereens. Yeah, which is unfortunate. And so now, now the Russian captain shoots Swain in right. the shoulder. It's like she's gonna bleed out, baby. This is when Dudikoff is now uh, pulling powder out of grenades and yeah. making some kind of bomb or something. I didn't get that. He. uh basically diffused like some perfectly good grenades to make like a yeah. flashbang. Yeah. That made no sense. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's exactly what happened. It stunned like one dude like in the room that he threw it in and the he was immediately embroiled in combat like a second and a half later. So he like just announced his arrival. So I think the point the point was is when I'm here bitches. When the main Russian captain had his dick out, he was a little too powerful. But everyone knows that a captain dick is scared of uh, flashing lights and loud oh. noises. And so it shriveled back up into his pants and he was able to take advantage of such a scenario. Interesting. Yeah. It's just a it's just a fact. Yeah. Great. It's a submarine fact. Simply amazing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the captain invites him to the bridge. It's like, come on it's, up. It's black tie. That's right. It's a joke. It's like stupid. All right. So now we now we flash back on over to the U.S. ambassador's house. Thank God. I've been waiting to what's happening with the ambassador. Yeah. And uh, Nishka <laughs> Nishka comes, comes over. She's yeah. like, hey, what's up? And then she's like, I got a gun. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, you're going to shoot. And he shoots the ambassador. And the ambassador's like, oh, I'm a terrible actor. Oh, you shot me. I'm going to die. But then who saves the day? His wife. Yeah, straight up. Got a gun. She like, like I got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and shoots Nishka. And yeah. then she's like, hooray, I killed her. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's r- ridiculous that these scenes existed still in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they were not cut immediately. Yeah. It added literally nothing. Uh, nothing. So anyways, due to like a weirdly self-contained story of an ambassador who eventually is going to run, run for, for president, president and straight up get 10th. Like he's, there's no way he's not invited to the debate stage. Probably. Like, right. Yeah. This guy has no charisma. 
<laughs> Not at all. <laughs> it's it's bad. Uh, so Dudikoff makes his way up to the bridge. He starts shooting people. All of a sudden, the sub is going down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then the terrorists are going to head down to the missile bay and well, there's launch also, the missiles. There's also like a little bit of a mutiny here because one of the guys is like, I didn't sign up for this shit. Oh, that's true. Because he didn't. Because a bunch of them didn't realize that they were going to bomb Russia. They thought it was all for money and they were just going to give the submarine over to the Syrians, get money and jet and live true. their life out in beautiful Syria, which nothing bad happens there ever. No, never. Yeah. It's, it's like a beautiful place just to live peacefully. Probably. Yeah. You, you guys always hear about your friends uh, vacationing in Syria. Right. Because it's like a super peaceful, great place. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so now the Russians are heading down to, they can manually launch the torpedo, not the torpedoes, hailstorm. Hailstorm, yeah. And Dudikoff needs to tend to Swain and save her. Right. And he does so. She's shot in the shoulder and he right. just pulls up her shirt. Got to expose her breasts real quick. Not not all, then, not all of the breasts, but just like the tops of them so you can just see. Yeah. And yeah. then that's it. Just to be clear about it. Yeah. I made sure that the nipples were not showing. You made sure? I double checked. Oh, okay. Yeah. And anyways, this and she recovers. Yeah, she recovers. They set up. They're like, "Hey, Stim, we're gonna launch. Let's press this button." Up oh, eleven minutes. That should be enough time. We don't have to worry about this one. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy shoots the guy who's like, who just armed Tailstorm because he's like, I don't trust anyone. So the captain's like, the captain shoots the guy yeah. who replotted the coordinates for Hailstorm to launch. Right. And so he's like, he's basically the captain's the only one left for like of all the terrorists at this point. Yeah. And so Swain and Dudikoff, they head off. They kind of separate. Swain goes off and actually does the most important thing, which is she and this guy who's dying, in the in the process of dying, help stop, stop Hailstorm like seconds before it actually launches. It was actually yeah. funny. In the n- Never in the history of uh, movies has a countdown clock ever went um, as quickly. Like it set it for 11 minutes. Two minutes later, we're seeing it with like six seconds left. Oh my god! And then it keeps on showing six seconds like multiple times. We're just like, I don't understand who put this together. Like, right. there's a million ways to make this actually make sense. <laughs> and he shows the way where it was going warp speed and then slowed down, and was like a minute at six seconds left. Yeah, it's crazy. And they stop it though at the very last second. Yeah, it's yeah. something else, man. Yeah. Uh, so now the sub all of a sudden runs into the ocean floor. Great. Doesn't seem to have much effect on the sub. No. Because they, they just uh, turn it right around. <laughs> yeah, they do. They just start surfacing. You're like, well, what the hell? And then all of a sudden, my favorite fight scene in the whole movie yeah. comes up. <laughs> this guy just throws a blanket over to yeah. the <laughs> He's totally disoriented under his blanket yes. for a, a while. And he's just throwing him into walls, kicking the shit out of him. Dude, a cop yeah. wrapped up in his blanket, rolling around on the floor. And <laughs> it's just like, what? What are we watching right now? It's really weird. And then uh, he kills him in the end. I can't even remember how. He like snaps his neck or something? I can't remember. I can't remember. His- something. So it's like the big, like, uh, Dolph Lundgren-looking guy. Yeah. And he's he's the second-to-last guy oh, left. Oh, he handcuffs him to uh Oh, room. that's right. The pressure is built up me. for when they hit the hit the bottom oh, of the yeah. ocean floor, and now we got water leaking. You know, he probably survives, though, if you think about the process of, uh, of the happened? events and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, he probably does. There's no way the entire thing flooded, and they still salvaged the submarine. No. So he probably lives. He, he should. Anyways, they surface. The captain's getting out. It's a hilarious scene where they transition from whatever warehouse they're shooting in mm-hmm. up onto the surface or the, the top of a submarine, which is the USS Pompanita, as we all know. 
Um, I was gonna say it's looked like a World War II uh, right because it's 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 hilarious in the middle of this fight because Dudikoff starts fighting with the this captain guy. He he pushes a deck gun into yeah. Dudikoff. Deck gun has not been used on a U.S. submarine since 1950, and certainly not on a state-of-the-art Russian submarine. It hasn't been on a single submarine since the 90s. Not a single submarine has been made or has been on uh, in service with since the gun? 90s with a deck gun. Well, because they're going to make your acoustic signature like unreal. Mm. The last one was the Peruvian Army in 1999, I think, was the last submarine even sailing with a deck gun. And now apparently a state-of-the-art Russian one is a deck gun. This is also a rant that would never exist. Get out of here. That would never here. have existed before this uh, podcast started going, <laughs> where I'm like, deck gun? <laughs> you out of your mind? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. word. Uh, so then we get a fight ensuing up here. Um, yeah. the, it's basically the Russian captain kind of running away, and then yep. Dudikov catching him, and then Dudikov running away, and the Russian captain catching him. Yep. And it keeps going on. And then what do we get? The corkscrew. Straight up. Stabs captain, wins. Fade to black. Thought it was over. Nope. Wasn't because we got to go back on over to the ambassador. <laughs> Straight up, he's he's uh, announcing his candidacy for president. Yeah, but uh, before almost this, certainly as a Republican, one would think. No one even because he's like war baby. He's got a gun, and his wife's like, yeah. Actually, when I thought <laughs> when I thought it was going to end was when he was talking to the Russian ambassador. The Russian guy starts drinking vodka yeah, right. and then just commits suicide. That's right. Yeah, I was like, oh, that'd be a perfect ending. But no, then he announces that he's going to run for president. And then we flash over to Dudikoff being taken care of on the, uh, on like the uh, deck of the, or the, um, Jesus, I'm, I'm blanking on aircraft carrier. Yeah. Sorry. And aircraft like, carrier. I need a vacation. Uh, then, how about you, Swain? Man. And then we end freeze frame of him putting out his hand for Swain. So good. And then what do we get again? We get the credits yeah. with everybody. Reminded me yeah. of the, uh, that's right. We get all the pictures. Painting of, sorry, go ahead. It reminded me of the painting of uh, God and Adam. It's just like that. I actually think oh, this, the was hands, the, this was the inspiration like... for that painting. <laughs> I yeah. believe oh. it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. It's the, oh. that's, I, for, I forgot that they uh, were in an alternate reality and were playing with time machines, so that it's does true. make it's sense. That they 100% went it back true. and inspired that painting. We might have taken a little bit longer oh, on that really recap, did, yeah. but... Uh, but we know, listeners, you're not going to watch this movie. <laughs> Definitely not. Also, I, I have a lot more fun recapping these movies than actually watching them. So, <laughs> watching them is a chore. I watch them stone faced, and then occasionally I laugh at how ridiculous the ambassador is because I'm like, why is this even in this movie? This is weird. Yeah, he's super weird. He doesn't look like he, he looks like he's looking off screen at a script or something. Oh my gosh! Should we get into some ratings? I would love to get into some ratings. You want to go first, or Brom? Do you want to go, or you want me to go, Brom? It's up to you. I'll, I'll get in there. Ooh, the movie has a good storyline. The action is good in some parts, but not all of them. Some of the parts, I just felt like the bad guys wouldn't have dozed off yet, from my experience from taking martial arts. Right. Some are the <laughs> actions are long, like always, mostly for the boss. But for the least important ones, they were killed or dozed off with a few hits. But some were quite unrealistic or could have done a better job at. The least important actors or stunt people were the right picks for the movie. My girlfriend started to have a crush on them that she started to watch the movie more than she spends her time with me. <laughs> the movie is good. That is all I can say. Three stars. Google Translate. Wait, is that three out I mean, of ten? Three, or three, three, out three out of twelve. <laughs> no, my serious my serious take on the movie, I, I guess I was awake for more than I 
uh, had realized, as I had seen just about all of that except the Croatian stuff. But I guess, I mean, I guess the movie flew by for me then in that regard because <laughs> uh, I didn't feel like I was awake for very <laughs> I much. I sleep for it. an hour. I only watched 15 minutes of this movie. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, right? Time flies when you're watching Crash Dive Crash 2. Crash Dive 2. Uh, but uh, my, my real take from the movie, I, I've, I've been mentioning a couple of these bad movies we've been watching. I've been, you know, noting that, you know, there's like a good, you know, a plot, you know, in there. There's an interesting story in there. There's something unique in there. This one felt like a, like a real, like truly just cookie cutter bad action movie. Um, didn't really have any ambitions or or anything uh, to, to give credit to. Uh, there were some, you know great breasts in this True. movie but that was about it it's 100 uh, percent. and as such and as such i'm gonna give it a one and a half i feel like you should give it a 2.0 for both those breasts Wowzers. i'll give it a full <laughs> 2.0 then you talk me up here we go all right you're at it now 2.0 um i'm gonna go next all right you do you i felt like this was uh actually surprisingly had a coherent storyline question mark but it was co- it was coherent did it ish and i uh watched through it i definitely had my eyeballs watching it so that's a plus that my eyeballs didn't not watch it at times it did have breasts that was good it had a lot of fights that's definitely a positive it did have a lot of fights i feel like it's like 45 percent fights 40 percent fights I, 35% You, might, you might be better with 45. It might be. Yeah. It's, it's pretty close. 40% fights, 20% random ambassador scenes. Uh, and yeah. Then, and then the other stuff. Yeah. 10% sex scene, unfortunately. Up that to 20. And we got a winner. But, I, you know, I, I feel like it was better than Crash Dive, just in that regard. I feel like Crash Dive was a little slower, was a little less coherent. Like, I didn't totally understand the the plot of crash dive as well as I understood, at least I understood what was happening or what was supposed to be happening in this film. A lot of fighting breasts. Um, did I say that already? Did I say breasts? Oh, I think you mentioned it once or twice. And I met, Um, I I mentioned how much they fought. Uh, Brom, did he? There's a lot of fighting. I think all you mentioned was the ambassador. Oh, yeah, my favorite so part, the ambassador, who was the You might want to dive in a little bit more on, like, breasts, <laughs> if that's something you want to talk about. But anyways, I'm going to come in, I am going to come in a little bit higher than Crash Dive, believe it or not, which I think I gave a two and a half. You did? Three. A three? A three, baby. Wow. Can't go as high as Steel Sharks, which is still, it's kind of like the primo. Besides Sub Down, which is just a good movie. Uh I feel like Steel Sharks is like the primo top of the line one we've seen of these bad movies so far. I would agree with that. It's that lucky coin. Yeah. That lucky coin that puts it over the top. Yeah. For like a low budget film, even though Gary Busey wasn't really he should have been being acting himself. Yeah, he should have really eaten those scenes up. Yeah. It was pretty good. Uh, I'll come in here because I have to. The movie. <laughs> By law. Yeah. Where do you even go with this movie? The ambassador uh, scenes. Oh, literally, it was just in the middle of anything going on. They would just interject the ambassador. Should have been cut, and I have I have trivia about it. It's just it's crazy that it exists. It continued to exist in this film. Yeah, it is. It's weird. Uh, it's worthless. They, literally, it's totally self-contained. Like, oh, so there was, e- it added literally nothing. So easily removed from the movie that it's startling that it wasn't removed from and the it movie. could have saved us like 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. uh, it's actually probably why i was still in the movie yeah it's like uh we got to get it to feature length mm-hmm. we have to uh we also didn't even mention well i think we very 
like lightly did like the uh the breasts no oh. the the person who was working with the navy who was like calling the shots the captain you mentioned the other uh, captain. oh sure yeah the lady lady captain yeah and that story arc going on it was I don't know. There was so much going on. I did like the fight scenes. The blanket, a lot of them. Blanket over the head fight scene was one of my favorite things Dude I've ever Kopp, seen. Dudikoff more or less fought everyone on the boat. Oh, yeah. He has to. Yeah. It's which great. Is, which is more than you can say about so, some of the other ones we've seen. That is true. Yeah. We haven't seen that many fights. I wish Below, below starring Johnny Depp. How many fight scenes did we get in that? Not enough. Not enough. It's true. It's on the ground. Uh, we did have a Russian guy drinking vodka. Extra point there. Yeah, definitely. Because you got to do that. And it's a Croatian film. So it's a Croatian film. Well, I don't. Well, that was <laughs> it a Bulgaria. It does take place in Croatia briefly yeah. in mm-hmm. Moscow. And I'm gonna go ahead and match this with Crash Dive at a two point nine nine. Very nice. All right, should we get into some trivia? Let's do it. I got all kinds of Let's trivia. I love looking up books that mention this because it's just hilarious to me that books, books that mention this movie that books actually mention this books that have been legitimately published have this in talking about it anyways this is listed as a sequel to crash dive as we saw on the title screen i say crash dive too but dudikoff plays a totally different character and it's seven years after he's apparently been in seal team two when he had previously been a retired submarine designer so i'm not sure how these storylines totally Dude, match up you never know where life's gonna take you yeah apparently it takes you to the uh, courthouse where you change your name and you unadopt your son. Is that something you can do? Can you unadopt like your child? Uh, I bet you could. Uh, you can disown. There we go. Oh, so you, you probably did that. Just say, you know, kill two birds with one stone. Change your name and disown your child. Same spot. Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, after Agent Red fell apart in post-production, Jim Wernorski came on board to uh, reshoot over 40 minutes of footage. This involved changing the plot of the film to be a remake of Countermeasures. As a result, the back half of Agent Red is basically shot-for-shot remake of what we saw in this film. There's also footage used from this film uh, and from Steel Sharks. And then you said something about Crimson Tide too, right? That you thought the dive scene? dive scene? Yeah. It and looked, I, I wouldn't it be surpri- just like I wouldn't it. be surprised since Crimson Tide was used for the dive scenes in the in Crash Dive, so I don't see yeah. why they wouldn't use it in this one. In the book Terrorism in American Cinema, this film is given as a prime example of certain trends in American action, which includes the fear of weapons from former Soviet Union ending up in Middle Eastern countries' hands, the idea that the U.S. is an international peacekeeper and all that stands in the way of not only destruction of the U.S. but as the world as a whole, noted here with Russia being more the target than U.S. itself. Yep. And then criticism of the military establishment as a conscientious objector is the hero of the film, where the military establishment is the one that is generally uh, screwing things up. Oh, okay. I also love looking through these books for these t- where, where this is mentioned. There was a book called Femme Fatales of 60s Cinema, which featured interviews with 20 actresses. One of the actresses interviewed was Francine York. Who played the ambassador's wife. Ooh. She said the director worked too fast and that Scott Marlowe was just dreadful and couldn't remember his lines, so they were going to cut their scenes, totally. But she insisted she could make it look good. Apparently it worked because the scenes ended up not being cut. Did it? Did it work? <laughs> I didn't. But yeah, she apparently, and apparently the director really liked her and was basically like, like said she was like a joy to work with and stuff like that. So. My mm-hmm. guess is that it was kept because she was like, he, he was like, you know what? I feel a little bad. She really put her heart and soul into this. 
that's scene when Nishka busts in and you see her like hiding behind yeah. the chair. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I don't give enough shout outs to the writers of these films. Uh, it seems appropriate here because the writer, Steve Lachaw, technically wrote two of our films that we've watched for uh, this podcast. This one and Agent Red because that was wow. just a remake of this one. He got an uncredited uh, writing on that, writing credit on that one. And he should. So what stars of some of his other films would have been good here? So how about Danny Baldwin, who was in active stealth? Now this involves, that film involves an American pilot using a stealth plane to rescue some Mexican people from a drug dealer in Mexico. So anyways, Danny Baldwin. Do hmm. you know that Baldwin, Brown? Uh, no, I don't. I think he's, uh, not actually a Baldwin brother. No, he, um, he is a, he is a Baldwin brother. No, I think it's, I think it's just Alec, uh, Stephen and Adam. Nope. Danny Baldwin. Daniel Baldwin is a Baldwin brother. Okay. Overruled, <laughs> but, uh, we'll just agree to disagree on that. <laughs> oh my word. I guess, no, uh, he, he looks just like Alec. He looks like a Baldwin, right? He's got, yeah. Oh, oh. so yeah, he's going to be say, Dudikoff, be Dudikoff. Right? No, no, no way. I just saw a picture of him. Not Dudikov. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe we can make him uh, the Russian captain or something. With oh, a mustache. I... Slap a mustache on him and he's our Russian captain who gets killed. Hmm. Oh, you got to see him in a sex scene? Yes. Straight up for sure. How about Brian the Boz Bosworth? I mentioned him before. Remember he's the one who's like, got the crazy, he had the crazy mullet. Anyways, I, look I him up. He was, he was a yeah. former football player for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, so he was in a movie called Mach 2 and involves a presidential candidate's flight on the Concorde getting hijacked and the boss having to fly it. Oh, yeah. Now I remember the boss. Straight up. Oh, yeah, dude. That's Dudikoff. Right? That's Dudikoff. Yeah. I want that main, that flowing mane of hair up in the... How about Dean Cain? You remember this guy? Who oh, doesn't yes. remember Dean Cain? He was in a film called Militia. An ATF agent goes undercover to recover anthrax missiles. Anthrax missiles. Straight up. Gotta. Oh, man. Dean Kane. See, I know you would have said Dudikoff, but it's already taken. I got the buzz on there. So he's the nurse now? What are you thinking? Yeah. I think he's got to be the nurse. <laughs> the nurse. All right, what about Coolio? He was in Submerged, but the plane one. No how about, way. Yeah. Uh, how about our Russian captain? Nice. <laughs> I like it. That'd be ridiculous. What about the ambassador? Ooh. U.S. ambassador, baby. Coolio? Yeah. I could see Coolio running on top of some World War II relic uh, fighting <laughs> yeah. Bosworth. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I like that. Like, what are we watching? Okay, and what about Ed Harris? Now, he was in a film called Planet Raptor. Let me read you the... the Sounds awesome. Plot. Year 2066, the raptors are not extinct, and they proliferated in the quadrant, the quarters, the corners mm. of the galaxy, leaving a very little places for humans. The only hope for human race is a group of soldiers. So one thing I'll say is that's, I, I'm going to give you a break this time. That's actually not an Ed Harris film. Oh. That's just an actual film that exists. It's the sequel to a Raptor Island. It's called Planet Raptor. <laughs> and that's the actual plot. Really? Yeah. But it doesn't star Ed Harris. But I do want to ask you. Uh, is it on 2B TV? I don't know, but uh, I will. Where where does Ed Harris fit into this? Oh my word! Um, I think he's looking up Planet Raptor right now. He Sorry. should be the ambassador. But in this case, actually, you know what? Let's let's flip some roles here. The ambassador is a lady. Ed Harris, the husband. And oh, when, and when Nurishka comes a knocking, you don't want to you don't want to be around for that. And that's actually the main thrust of the film. 
It's Die Hard in an ambassador's house. He's All trapped right. in there. Now we're talking. He's sliding around. He's slipping and sliding through those vents in the ambassador's house. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Straight up. I want it to be. I want him to be so greasy mm-hmm. that they're like, "What <laughs> happened in here?" When they when they bust in afterwards <laughs> and they, to, to to assess the scene that just happened, I want them to be like, "What the fuck happened here?" I just picture. Nishka trying to tackle it here. He's Can't so greasy, it. he slips out and no. he just like runs down these <laughs> stairs and just like yeah. gets away. And it's like Planet Raptor. Now Nishka's scared for her life because Greasy Ed Harris is running around, tiptoeing around this house, popping and, in and out of vents. Yeah, with his raptors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do a quick Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. So you'd think the easiest thing I could do is just hop straight over to that other dude to cough and say, let's get the fuck out of here. But I said, no, no, I want to do something different. So Cliff Potts, he played the Admiral, the one who was like, conscientious objector. Fuck that. So he was in this, but he was also in a 1974 film called Trapped Beneath the Sea. Now you would think we would have watched this for Trapped. Yeah. Because guess what it's about? Is it about a submarine that's trapped on the bottom four of the ocean men, floor? Four men get trapped off the coast of Florida in a mini submarine. Really? How did we not watch this? Well, we will now. Oh, Jesus. Anyways, Martin Balsam is in that. He's also in the Bedford incident, starring Sidney Portier. Yeah. So we know it's a slam dunk because I slam dunked it before. So I'm going to leave it there. QED, end of uh, end of that. Awesome. Yeah. I, sorry. I just keep looking up all these dinosaur movies now. I'm sorry. I let down <laughs> that rabbit hole. Ever heard of, welcome to my life. <laughs> you guys ever heard of Triassic Attack? Uh, no. I mean, besides the script that I have written in my uh, desk drawer. No way. You know who's in it? Who? Billy Zane? This says Amelia Clark. No oh, way. Oh, really? <laughs> Weird. Triassic Attack? <laughs> Appropriate. No. I'm looking. Yeah, she's in it. Jesus. Holy cow. Yeah, from 2010. <laughs> Season three dinosaur movies. Oh my How did she word! Ever, that's like a year before Game of Thrones. How old did she ever get in Game of Thrones after this? Oh, dude, it's Triassic Attack, man. This is, this is what this podcast is for. It's to bring information to our listeners. A Native American mystic swears revenge when the president of a Holy university. Cow, she's the Native American. Is she? Yes. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> that even adds like, how is she? <laughs> The president of a university takes over his ancestral land. He uses the power to reanimate three dinosaur skeletons and unleashes (laughs) them on the hapless townsfolk, leaving the local sheriff and his paleontologist wife forced with finding a way to render them extinct once more. This is a sci-fi channel original, probably. Dude, this sounds amazing, but we got to get something something equally amazing. Yeah. It's time for Subs Worldwide. It's it's Subs. Subs. World, world, wide, 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 wide. So, in this film, if you can call it that, uh, the Russians were everywhere, and I decided let's do a Russian submarine. Oh, now nice. this one does not yet exist. Wow, it is planned. So, it's the Russian survey class, and they might change. It's an SSA. A better survey class. <laughs> yeah. Come Lame on. sauce. It's an SSAN, which is a nuclear-powered auxiliary sub, hmm. and it's used 
mostly as like a special mission host. And this thing is designed to conduct seismic surveys under the Arctic ice cap. It sounds like like the lamest thing I've ever heard. Well, we're talking about you hear about it's it. like a host, like for hosting events or something, like dinner parties. No, no, and no. all of a sudden seismic activities. Like, yeah. come on, it's auxiliary. Yeah, do you know what auxiliary means? Lame. Secondary. Backup. Yeah. Dang. I don't want. I want primary. Yeah. I want SSPN. Get out of here. Well, all right. <laughs> so, like I said, it's designed to basically map the sea floor and what's under it because Russia is extremely interested in taking over everything oh, under I the see. Arctic. Right. Uh, it also, so it does this. It has extremely low frequency that allows it to even see underneath the sea floor with its sonar. It has two sets of quote unquote wings that will fold out of the submarine. So it can hang these giant sensor arrays. And it's really large. The wingspan is larger than that of the biggest Airbus. Wow. Yeah, it's huge. And so that kind of limits, though, like the space it can go when it has those folded out um, under the ice. Because I guess some of the ice pillars will literally run all the way from the ice on the surface down to the floor. I don't believe it. Yeah. They got to prove it to me. They should. Pictures, or I don't believe it. Yeah. Is that what it is? Pick, picks or, yeah, whatever. Okay. Pick, picks or uh, it didn't happen. There we go. There you go. There we go, Russia. Challenge. Uh, well, it's not being built yet, but uh, yeah. it is going to be 445 feet long. Has it, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Give me one? 445 feet long. What a long submarine. It is. Wow. It has a beam of 47 feet, so it's 47 feet wide. With the wings folded in. With them folded out, it is 328 feet wide. It's <laughs> like a joke. <laughs> it's huge. All right. Um, while underwater, it can travel at 12.6 knots. When it's surveying, it can only travel at three. That makes sense. has a test depth of 1,312 feet. has a nuclear reactor. It powers the sub, and it holds 40 people. So... We talk about how big this thing is. It was designed by the Rubin Design Bureau, which is also responsible for the Russian Typhoon, mm. one of the largest subs, I think the largest sub ever made. Uh, according to a popular mechanics article called Russia's Gigantic New Submarine Has Enormous Wings by Kyle Mizukami from May 2017. No, I did not write it. I was going to say, is that your pen name? No. Uh, when it is complete, it will be the largest civilian research submersible ever built. I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. Uh, it besides, also, besides our research submersible. Yeah. It also goes wait, on. Wait, wait, sorry. It's a submersible? Well, that's just what he put in the article, but it's a that's submarine. A, a bad article. Uh, they do say that it because it's a civilian research vessel, it will be unarmed. Okay. Yeah, let's not believe that. That's just, we'll wink a few times at that one. Yeah, unarmed. Sure, sure. And uh, Sounds like it has two long arms. Am I right? Yes. Oh. Nailed it. And uh, Russia's main purpose with using this is to scout for natural resources because they are really pushing to take control of the Arctic. Mm. Uh, something that I also found interesting because Russia has been doing that. They On the Popular Mechanics article, they did an interview with H.I. Sutton, who we know from a lot of the submarine stuff. Uh, Books and stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that. He said that he pointed out that in 2007, Russia sent mini-subs to the seafloor beneath the North Pole 
to plant their flag staking the claim. Which is funny to me. That is very funny to me. Uh, and the construction of this sub will begin in 2020. Uh, can't come soon enough. I know. I will post a link to the article uh, so all our listeners can read it. All right. Well, we've come to the end. That's the end. That's the last thing. We don't have anything else. Oh. Or do we? Whoa. So, guys, I first want to thank True Times. True Times uh, was the gentleman who wrote that riveting review for this movie that I referenced at the uh, review portion. Thank you, True Times. You are a gentleman and a scholar. And a true inspiration to movie reviewers everywhere. Hopefully your girlfriend gives you some love and affection and attention sometime soon when she sort of gets over this movie. Just remember, she'll be thinking of Michael Dudikoff when she does. Yes, she will. Mm -hmm. Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Tonight, for our countdown, uh... Mainly just want to use this segment. Uh, we had a uh, nice shout out on Twitter this past week from Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam, 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 which is the uh, union of the Pearl Harbor Naval Base and the Air Force Base Hickam. And uh, their Twitter account gave us a nice shout out on uh, Twitter in, uh, in, uh, in unison with Eric Marino. Nice. Uh, I guess it was Submarine Day, National Submarine really? Day. I don't know how we missed it. When we was it? National Submarine Day. Kyle, when was it? Uh, a few days ago. Yeah, we we dropped the ball on that. Should have done a live episode. We should have take it live. Something, something special. I'm not gonna. I'm, I don't. I don't think we dropped the ball. I think Kyle dropped the ball. You know what? Actually, we're Thanks, record- man. We're recording this on Submarine Day. <laughs> yeah, it's Submarine Day. Just delete all that. Uh, so tonight's countdown, uh, we received a uh, shout out today from Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam uh, <laughs> at his National Submarine Day as we were recording this. And <laughs> uh, they, they asked, uh, what's everybody's favorite submarine movie? And uh, we got mentioned in there. And, you know, we've done we've been doing this for, what, a year and a half now? Two years? Uh, uh, not year two years. Year it's been, yeah, a year and a half. So, you know, there's a lot of episodes out there. There are a lot of movies, and some people might be jumping in, you know, cold right into one of these episodes. If you're listening to this one right now, you might need some recommendations on what, you know, submarine movies you need to watch. This is just a quick recap to this point of what our favorite submarine movies are. And with wow. uh, 58 every submarine... Every once in a while we do this, yeah. Every once in a while. It's actually been a very long time since I've done anything stats-related, because I know there's going to be a stats episode someday, but... Uh, we've oh, got yeah. plenty. We've got plenty more movies still on the tank, so uh, it'll be fresh. Uh, two or three years from now, when we finally finish watching every submarine movie ever. So, quick, quick update: our recommendations on the best submarine movies, and we again, we got fifty-eight movies under our belt. Uh, we are a pretty good, reliable resource in terms of quantity. You know, whether you agree with us and like the same movies we do, well, we'll figure it out, I guess. Number one recommendation, our top-rated movie, Das Boot. 
Yeah. Oh, by far and away, the best submarine movie we've watched. Pretty easily. And and it's funny because I think early on I would have been like, oh, Crimson Tide's the one I would go back and watch. Um, I think after having watched a lot of these action ones and stuff like that, Crimson Tide does come off a, cr- a little bit like uh, generic, I think. But Das Boot's very original. Mm-hmm. Extremely. And, and very interesting and, and just, yeah. It's something that I it's probably would be the one I would go back and watch like again. For a movie that's yeah. over three and a half hours long, I did not feel bored. I didn't feel like that drug on at all. It, yeah. it was just... And now there's a new one. Great. There's a TV show. Yeah, there's a TV one. Regardless, uh, and I will I'll pile on there as well, I, I definitely want, of anything that we've watched, I most want to go back and uh, rewatch that. It just really, as I mentioned in the in the tweet back, uh, to joint base Pearl Harbor Hickam, I said uh, it really sticks with you after you watch it, and it just seems to like grow on you as you think about it. Yeah. When the, after the credits roll, our average score on that was a ten point six three out of our wow. twelve point scale. Um, that included a nine from Zach. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Zach actually liked that movie, and we just kind of peer pressured him into it or not. We, we might were have. just like we were just cranking it out of the park with our our scores for that one. It would have been but, tough if uh, it had been like too too long. I'd be like, God damn it! But uh, next one here, Hunt for Red October had an average score of nine point seven two. Crimson Tide we gave okay. So there's a little interesting number here. The yeah. Un- the unofficial score is a nine point five eight. If you drop off Zach's point five for only watching the first thirty seconds, okay, and you add in my eight point seven five that I gave it retroactively after watching it. Its official score is a 6.83. <laughs> right. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, Zach. The Life Aquatic had yes, an 8.38. Yeah. The only problem with Life Aquatic is the... I was thinking about this the other day, like which movie has the least amount of submarine that we've watched, and it's probably between that and Dark Descent. I also answer that in the tweet as well. You also got to think about the Bedford incident. That's true. Bedford it's it's definitely sub centric. Yeah. There's not a lot of sub. You know what? That's, that's actually probably the right. That's probably the right answer. Is the least amount of sub is Bedford incident, but it's so sub centric. It seems it like it's more. Of, yeah, it's more of a sub movie just because it's about hunting a sub. Yeah. Oh, you know what else? Um, uh, Incredible Mr. Limpet. Very We're little. Getting there. Very little sub action in that. Okay. Well, I guess we'll talk about that. That is true, though. Yeah. But yeah, there's some sub-combat and stuff. There's sub-combat. Um, you see occasion- very occasionally in very short sequences, you see inside the sub. But otherwise, you only see yeah. like model subs every once in a while here and there. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, yeah, it's in the vein of, of uh, Bedford Incident. I mean, it's about a fish that hunts submarines. Right. So. It's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, U571 got an 8.3. The Russians Are Coming got an oh, 8.25. I like that one. I really like Russians Are Coming. Yeah, it seems it seems high, I guess, for yeah. like what we usually do. But yeah, although I did like, I probably it's come upcoming, so I'll tell you when when it comes up, I'll say the one that I that I liked better than it though. Keep on going. I I've got a full segment here for you, Jamie. Uh, but I, I the, I'm announcing everything that broke an eight yeah. average. So enemy below eight point one seven. And Run Silent, Run Deep got an 8.0. Oh, I love Honorable mention, deep. the one to just miss the the cusp was Destination Tokyo with a 7.75. I like that one, too. Oh, I was yeah. thinking more uh, Operation Petticoat, but I think that yep. was... I, I'll give you a second here in, in just a yeah. moment, Jamie. I've got everybody's recommendations now. So these are the individual scores that are above an 8 by 
podcast host. So the Mustard Man's recommendations, he gave an 8.4 to Hostile Waters. For real? I feel weird. Oh, my (laughs) word. That movie? Very forgettable. Ended up bringing that up to a 5.98 overall. I think that was a TV movie, right? Yeah, something sucked. Yes, this is weird. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry to the creators. Oh, my word. Ice Station Zebra. I I enjoyed that one. Alex gave that an 8.5. Got a 7.67 overall. Murphy's War. Also enjoyed that one. Alex gave an 8.0. Average score, 5.7. My recommendation, also one of Kyle's recommendations, uh, I gave it an 8. Kyle gave it an 8.5. Black Sea, one of the more contemporary Mm. movies. I really enjoyed that Starred Jude Law. I really enjoyed it as well. It was the very first movie I watched for the podcast. And that episode was something to be remembered (laughs) on our end. Frankenstein episode. Yeah. Oh, my word. But that movie, I can watch it Recorded it three separate times. Jamie's recommendations. Feel free to take it away here, Jamie. You gave The Abyss an 8.0 and you gave Operation Petticoat an 8.0. Yeah, so Operation Petticoat is the one that I'll jump in because I, I know that I was the one who kind of had that one the highest. I, I really like that. The more yeah. I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah. And when I think about some mm-hmm. of the other ones that came in really high, that's that's the one. Like Russians are coming, Russia coming. I think Operation Petticoat's the better version of that kind of like a lighthearted kind of more mm-hmm. Munich submarine affair. It, yeah, I I think it's a travesty. The average score was a four point nine four. You gotta be joking. <laughs> <laughs> Operation Petticoat's a good movie. Come on. Sure. I think uh, I think we agreed if Alex was on that, he would have brought that back up because uh, Kyle and, and Zach really, uh, really lambasted yeah. that one. We were not feeling it. Kyle, if you want to speak to it, one of your recommendations, I mentioned Black Sea earlier, but also Torpedo Run, you gave an 8.5. Now, Torpedo Run, I saw that on the list, and that is, I think, I can't believe I only gave that an 8.5. I remember really loving that movie. It has... The greatest bromance. It's insane because. Oh yeah, that was a crazy bromance. It was insane. Straight up kills his wife. His own family. The refuge ship (laughs) carrying his wife. That may be one of my favorite moments on the podcast of us discussing him killing his family. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) And then, I don't. It's just. It's such a good movie. I don't know. I really like. Ernest Borgnine in that film. I thought he did a great job. I love that movie. Yeah, same thing yeah. as Neptune Factor. I love that. Him that was that. such <laughs> a great film, Neptune Factor. Oh, yeah, no, but Torpedo Run, I would highly recommend. Let's uh, let's not lead anybody astray on uh, Neptune Factor. That was probably in our bottom, bottom three, bottom five movies, including the bad movies we've been watching uh, for bad movie I'd month. say bottom five, <laughs> probably. Yeah. And sneak into the bottom five. Uh, lastly, though, Zach's recommendations, he gave a 9.5 to The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Yeah, average score five, 5.19. Also gave Goldmember a 9.0, okay, receiving yeah. an average score of 7.5. We actually just rewatched that at the cabin. We, uh, The Mustard Man, Zach and I, as well as uh, four four other friends went to a cabin again. We did that last year. Had a good time again this year. Great weather this time. We're able to go uh, do a little bit of hiking or walking through the uh, the caves and uh, ravines and in, in the hills here in Ohio. Crevasses and, uh, or are you, the crevasses? What about rifts? Did you get any rifts in there? There was a rift. There was a crevasse. There was a ravine. There was a chasm. Was there a gorge? 
There was a gorge. You there was a veil. Definitely was a not va- a canyon. I don't know if you've ever though, been right? in a canyon, veil. Canyon's too big, I think. Right? Uh, I, I wouldn't call any of it a canyon. Was there a dell? Uh, I'd have to Google Adele mm. and then tell you. Uh, You're going to Google Adele? I, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a musician, right? Right. Yeah, I did not see her there, but I would. I could double check for you. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating on iTunes.